Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm delighted to say we're joined by Record Sports Gary Ralston, fresh off the plane back from Denmark, having taken in last night's Europa League victory over Michelin. On the pod today, we'll pour over that dazzling display in Denmark. We'll catch up with all the latest transfer news with Brandon Barker, the latest player in the door. And we'll look ahead to match day two in the Scottish Premiership and the visit of Hibs on Sunday. Gary, good to see you safely back from Aye, Denmark right, in one yeah, piece. No, 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 um, good to, uh, yeah, good to be back. Yeah, fucking just, it certainly was. If I can just get in there, actually, with it, before he said it, uh, Rangers brought home the bacon last night, didn't they? We were sit- sitting across with, well, with the fans as well. We were in the, the Scandic Hotel, um, straight across the street for the Tulip Bacon Factory as oh, well. Oh, so uh, cliches galore. And round the, round the corner, I have to say, from the, the Scot- a Scottish bar called the Fox and Hounds in, oh, the, mid- in the town of Herning. So and there you go. So they made us feel right at home. And did you have a little tipple in there last uh, night? Uh, no, no, no last night, but um, we dropped in for a, a sniff of the barmaid's apron the night before, but it was just <laughs> one or two. Always, <laughs> always got to be careful the night before a game. Okay, I think we'll move on for that. <laughs> Uh, right, first things first, what an emphatic victory, uh, a tremendous game as well, um, I, I think you said yourself in the piece that it's possibly the best Rangers away performance in Europe since Lyon 2007. Yeah, I must say it was looking much better when it was 3-0 and then they had that six minutes of madness, but yeah, there was a real confidence and a real assuredness um, about Rangers, it's still a, a relatively new look um, Rangers team this season under Steven Gerrard, but um an open game, which I think suited them, um, hitting on the counter attack. I think vindicated. Uh, I think Stephen Gerrard and his coaching staff deserve a lot of credit because I think they could see that the way that the game would pan out, mm-hmm. um, and that they would get um, space, and therefore the inclusion I thought of Jordan Jones was uh, was um, was was a terrific play to make um, because he um, made the difference. But I've got to say there wasn't a there wasn't a failure in the Rangers ranks. They really uh, they really stood up uh, and were counted. Um, but one point of significance I think I should point out is that at the end while their uh, players were up um, saluting the fans, uh, Stephen Gerrard was at pains that they weren't seen to be. Uh, you know, celebrating as such, you know, um, and he was kind of pulling them back get into the dressing room. This ties, it's only half time, you know, That's it's only job half done. So he was, and, and, he, and it was something that he stressed when we were we were chatting to him afterwards as well, is you get absolutely nothing for a job half done. So he's uh, he's keeping the, the focus on the on the return line. That's Gerard all over. It's funny oh, you mention that. I noticed that after a few clips fans had put on that had been in Mitchelland last night um, from the stand. He could see Rangers... Quite subdued is that the fans were lauding their performance. They're quite subdued, applauding them, turning away, walking away. I, th- I actually noticed that, so it's funny you mentioned. I know well, that's, that's, that. That, that was very much the uh, that was the very much the the tone I think that the manager and the coaching staff were trying to strike. Job well done, terrific performance and for long spells. But it is only job half done. Let's get it completed at Ibrox uh, uh, next week. That's that seems to be the the message from 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 Gerard and his his, his Rangers and team. For a young manager, it seems to come into his own in European stage. You've mentioned his team selection, and at first I think it was a, a few eyebrows raised, maybe the inclusion of Jordan Jones. But as you said, Peter Lovenkrantz had mentioned actually in the build up to this that. The, Mitchelland are an all-out attacking team, and there would mm-hmm. be spaces to exploit. Jones, I think I, I thought Ojo might be the guy with his pace to play in there. 
He went for Jones, the ball carrier, as he said himself, and it's worked a treat, hasn't it? It did. That, that, that second goal was a, was, a, was a smashing goal from Rangers on yeah. the counter. And I, I don't think you can also underestimate the role that Joe Aribo played in it, because, of course, well, he scored the goal. But if you box watch it back, box. then Aribo was, um, you know, he was a good 10, 15 metres behind um, Jones when Jones picked up the ball and, and began to drive. And, uh, and Aribo was up there on his left shoulder like a sprinter and still actually had work to do. Nicely weighted pass, but Aribo's first touch was terrific because it was a quite a long pass, a long touch that he took and it took him past the full back another touch to um, to steady himself and he didn't have um, a, you know scalp that, that, that low shot into the corner of the net, it was, a, it was a terrific move Pick a four, excellent goals for me to be honest, oh, no, I, that I over think, again. Uh, well, I think there was quality about um, well three of the four, uh, the, the Katich finish was was, 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 was out, you know was outstanding for a centre defence a good old daisy cutter, I thought the first goal, the delivery from Tavernier and the movement of Morelis was 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 exceptional. But for me, the pick of the bunch was the fourth goal, um, just for the way that Arfield pretty much caressed the ball and, and threw the defender's legs as well. One touch, I mean, great pass from Tavernier, great appetite from Morelis, which he showed all night. Lovely, lovely cut back, and then Arfield. One touch left, straight onto the right foot, through the legs, virtually passed the ball into the in, into the corner of the net, and really settled Rangers' nerves again after that. As I said, let's just say eccentric uh, six or seven minutes. Spell. The wobbly wobble. Aye. Aye, that's crucial. Crucial goal that fourth one, as you say. Uh, Morelos, you've mentioned you've mentioned Morelos. Yeah, that's one of his best performances in the league. Playable when he's like that, you know, and you still get the wee kind of snarling edge to Alfredo. I ah, was a late booking, you know, wasn't it? Late booking. There's still a couple of things when he found himself being drawn into instance that really you want to say, look, just don't stop rushing ten metres and fifteen metres into um, into, you know, give honours to teammates when they don't actually need it, you know. <laughs> um but on that performance, it's what I like about Morelos, you know. He can he showed it there was a wee flash, I'm trying to remember, was it the big guy Schultz, the number twenty, just early in the game and Morelos got him in the in the edge of the box and he just turned him oomph and he flashed a shot wide of the post he might have squared it across but I just thought oh aye he looks in the mood tonight and where I feel he's important in these games is he relieves a bit of pressure on the defence in the midfield because they know that they can knock the ball long to him and he uses that big behind of his to good if good effect just wonder if it's if he's behind is maybe just get a wee ounce or two heavier over the summer than he would possibly like but that's a maybe a discussion for another day but he uses his he's uh, behind really well to shield the ball you know to to to, to work off defenders to turn defenders and to bring his his, his players uh, his teammates into play and I thought his run and his his finish for his for his goal was 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 outstanding. I mean, it was the work of a real predatory striker, um, and he showed his you know unselfish side as well with the with the with the assists for of course, in our field as well. You know the, the the value of Morelos's backside that could be a top line in this um, this all podcast the, all today. The, all the good I, I, I'm not by any manner of means um, um, comparing uh, Alfredo Morelos to Gerd Muller, but you you know that type. The, the best squat guys, you know. He was famous for it, wasn't he? Had, 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 had a strong bahuki as well. You know, <laughs> the weird guys, the kind of guys that are that are you know five foot eight and are able to you know give as good as they get. The, the big defenders, I don't think, always like uh, playing up against them. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a tremendously mature performance from Morelos last night. I thought it was a real team, team performance, and I think that it's the type of performance. I'm going to be honest, I think it's the type of performance that he owes Rangers on a more consistent basis this season. 
Um, he had a terrific campaign last year in terms of goals scored, but I still think he needs to make amends for the five, admittedly one rescinded, four red cards last season. Um, and I and I think if he keeps playing like that, he will go some way to uh, you know to repaying possibly that wee debt that he still owes his teammates. Yeah, and of year. course, I mean, if he stays the full season, that, that that's another big if. But the English transfer market closed before kickoff. Last night, so that's where his eye is. He's, he's said it as many times himself. That's where he wants to go. So, I, suppose and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, the, I think we've gone past the stage. I think maybe 10, 15 years ago, if players came into the Scottish game and automatically declared an ambition to go and play in England, we used to bristle. But I think that we have now acknowledged the place that even our bigger clubs, you see, with Kieran Tierney at Celtic as well, is that um, you know it's hard for uh, Scottish clubs. Uh, even the biggest clubs to um, to to fend off interest from English clubs when when the when 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 they look at uh, our players, and also it's a it's it's a way that Scottish football is bringing these guys in in the first place because they're effectively offering a platform to the you know to the to the to the country just over the border. So um, so yeah. Um, it's the ball's pretty, the ball's in Morelos's court. If he wants to go and play in England, it's up to him to show on a consistent basis. There's been no bids for him. Stephen Gerrard stressed that again last night. And uh, there's interest with if, WBA. The, the yeah, tentative yeah, yeah, yeah. suggestions yeah, of a ten um, million pound I, I think they were, package. You know, they obviously look at him and fancy him. I hadn't um, they reached the stage of a bid? But, but if uh, if if um, but I think if if Morelos wants to play at that level, which clearly he does. He's he's going to have to show it in a more consistent uh, consistent basis, and that's why I think this is a big season for him. I've said in podcasts before, I think this is the biggest season of Steven Gerrard's career. I also think this is the biggest season of Alfredo Morelos's career because this is this is the season for me where Morelos will be a fifteen to twenty million pounds player, or whether he'll be a, a two to three to four million pounds player. Very good and point. it's um, and it's and it's and it's and it's all down to him. He's reaching the make or break stage now in terms of the type of player that he's going to become. He's got all the attributes. It's really down to uh, it's really down to Alfredo how of good course. he wants to be. And we've we've seen the value of players moving on for Scotland to England now Scottish clubs are now holding out for top dollar. They're not going to be pushed aside easily. They're not going to be forced to sell on the cheap, they're not going to be bullied by the big boys down south, so if Morelos does produce the goods this season, as you say there's no reason why he's not in that 15 to 20, in fact, 20 million pound bracket, is there? But that's what Rangers value, I mean, I, I, I think privately, <laughs> Stuart Robertson remember the, the Stuart Robertson put this valuation on his head simply, I think it was uh, the Rangers fans in North America that he was addressing and effectively saying, well, if Celtic get twenty million pounds for Musa Dembele. That's what we expect to get for Alfredo Morelos. Um, it's a tough one to follow up on now because if Rangers, you know, accept less than twenty million pounds, then oh well, you know, he was never a twenty million pound player in the first place, and so it probably puts him under a wee bit uh, more pressure to hold out for that type of sum. But I always felt that Rangers would, and I still feel that Rangers will get a, another season out of um, out of out of Morelos. But as I said, the ball's in his court in terms of just how good he wants to be. It's it's, it's all down to him. That's, that's the big question. Interesting stuff. Well, uh, that's enough about players moving out. There's one more in the door today. Brandon Barker becomes signing number nine at Ibrox of the, the season. Um, 
quite a surprising name at first when it first cropped up a day or two uh, ago. Man City, he's obviously got a connection there with Mark Allen, um, you know, so uh, you would assume that Mark Allen's been bigging him up. He knows Scottish football from having, uh, um, you know, worked with Neil Lennon at, at Celtic on loan, uh, 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 sorry, at Hibs uh, uh, on loan. Celtic were meant to be interested, Celtic, of course. Yeah, 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 I think Celtic were, uh, you know, were, were looking at him as well because obviously Neil knows him and he's, he's, he's obviously a player that, uh, obviously a player that they fancied. They haven't moved for him, uh, of course, and, and, and Rangers have stepped in. It's a strange one for me, and as much as it seems to me that uh, an area of the pitch in which Rangers are are pretty well covered, um, th- that wide area. You know, you look, for example, they've you had Jones last night. You've got Ojo. You've got um, they brought in Hasty. Uh, Stewart can play that that way as well. Jamie Murphy's um, uh, coming back in as well. Aribo can step out left, although he's not naturally that the kind of w- wider left. So. So Rangers seem quite well served in in that position, and I, and I'm not so sure. Possibly they still are, but for me, there's a couple of um, question marks remain uh, about positions in the Rangers team, and they're not necessarily wide. I think you know left back is a as a as a as a position that that. Um, that Steven Gerrard might look at or might be looking at or should be looking at rather um, but he obviously knows something about the, the boy Barker that he likes his pace, he's got good, good feet um, can take a man on whether his delivery, whether his end product is always the best, I don't know I think he's shown at Hibs that season but that's obviously a different level two years ago, I've, what was interesting from Gerrard's press conference today was he tried to address that situation of this overloading the wide players that he's got um, and he actually picked them out one by one, he claimed he reckons Barker and uh, Jordan Jones as we saw last night, give them that bit of magic to cut in, mm-hmm. um, ball carriers as he calls them, he reckons Greg Stewart slightly different, um, maybe suggesting that number 10 type presence they didn't have last year, a wee bit of intellect to get in behind the defences Sheojo he says different again raw pace and power to exploit spaces in behind and then as you say, you've, you've still got on top of that Jamie Murphy to come back mm-hmm. um, um, so at least he's trying to explain the reason for the overload, it's, yeah, I think he yeah, said yeah, he was I, lacking keys uh, to unlock defences last season uh, and this is what he sees from these players I, I, I just, um, yeah, the, the proof of the pudding will be in the in, in the eating, of course, I, I wish, the, wish the boy well but I just hope that um, uh, for uh, Gerard's sake, for, for Rangers' sake that they aren't bringing in um, me- mediocre isn't 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 the the right word because that's too cruel a word. But you know you maybe look for players who can sprinkle a wee bit of magic dust, marquee players almost. Um, but they cost money, um, and you just wonder if there's maybe not a few of them there just now that are a wee bit much of a muchness. Um, but again, you're providing these guys with a platform. You're providing them with a stage. It's up to them. Uh, Barkley's only what uh, uh, Barker rather's only um, what 22, 23. So again, a bit like Morelos, he's at a good age. It's up to him now. Didn't work for him at Man City. He's not the first young player that that will be said about. Um, so it's up to him. You know, the 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 the, the ball was <laughs> literally at his feet. We um, spoke about this earlier in the week, actually, in the previous podcast. Up, it was myself that posed the question: with this new look forward line, has it? progressed from last season having lost Candias and I mean it looks to all intent and purposes Kent won't be back now so is the increased number of players 
in that position in that forward line is it any better than, than well, what I, they I had? I think it was because I don't think Candias was. I th- th- thought Candias his defensive work was great. He, you know, he was busy and he was industrious. But I, I never ever felt that his his end product was 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 as good as um, uh, as it should be for a for a team like Rangers who will in domestic football create or have the opportunity rather to create you know, numerous uh, crossing and scoring opportunities. I don't think he did enough of that. And I think that um, that Gerard does have more weapons in his in his armory this year. Um I think even the inclusion of a rebo alone. Yeah. Um I thought he played a wee bit too deep against Kilmarnock, I must say I, I, you know, for I've seen that quite a lot of him in the in the pre season and I and I love the wee he's got elasticated hips and I love the wee shimmies and I, I love the wee you know, passes that he can play just in and around the penalty box. I, I'm not as fond of him when he's dropping deep into Steve Davis territory mm-hmm. and trying to kind of link the play. I think he, he works better uh, further up the pitch. But no, Agreed. I think that I think that um but I think that Rangers have uh, you know have, have, have added to their uh, um have certainly added to their attacking armory from last season. Whether it's good enough to provide a consistency of results that they failed to secure last year, I think it was fag end of the season before they could win more than four games in a row for example that's where uh, four league games in a row that's where re- Rangers really need to be um, you know that's where they really need to be strong this season they have to put together a stretch run of 11 12 13 games the majority of which have got to be victories if they're going to lay down a title challenge to Celtic of course on a rebo, I mean I'm ag- agreed he's quiet on Wednesday uh, Sunday against Kilmarnock but he's still had that vital role to play in the, in the winning goal and it was quite similar to last night of course wasn't it when he, he made that long burst and run and got a shot away for the, the edge of the box that led to the corner that produced the winning goal of course so I think he's got a huge part to play this season Well, a bit like Ryan Kent I mean I, I, you know I, I think um, the absence to a degree has made the heart grow fonder with, with, with Ryan Kent but I think the one thing that I enjoyed watching about Kent is that he's one of those players that can create a bit of chaos in the final third because you never quite know what he's going to do. He can step inside, he can go outside. And, and and these tight games where Rangers are facing this low block, it's guys like him that can make the difference because they lull defenders into, um, into positions and out of positions that they don't necessarily want to go. The theory being that they can free up space in behind those guys to play in their teammates. So I think that you need that, just that wee bit of magic dust, just that wee bit of twinkle-toed ability in and around the box that can unlock stuffy defences in a you know, in a, a cold Tuesday night at Fur Park, for example, which I've always maintained is, is where titles are won. Yeah. Interesting to see if that will be the question posed by Hibs then this Sunday. It's match day two in the Premiership and Rangers Hibs are always cracking games. Well, as, as feisty, yeah, oh, always, looking always forward to this I'm one. Huge, you know, I'm uh, I've been a real admirer of uh, of of Paul Heckenbottom in terms of since he came into Hibs in February. Um, but like Steve Clark at Kilmarnock, in my opinion, that he um, transformed a group of players, none of whom were his own. But he got them organised, he got them fit, he got them winning games. Immediately as well. A, 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 a structure as well. Um, and I thought Hibs looked... I w- I'm really excited to see how Hibs play this season now that Hakenbottom has got them, you know, has, has, has made some of his own signings this summer. It'll be interesting to see how it clicks. 
I just wonder if the only concern I saw them at Stirling Albion in the Betfred Cup a couple of weeks ago, and I, I thought they were terrible. I'm not just saying that because I had them in my fixed odds coupon, but that's another story. And they beat <laughs> it two hundred quid, they owe me. But still, um, but I didn't think they played very well against uh, uh, Stirling Albion. You know, they were um, a bit ponderous, and, and and they were they weren't as um, sharp up front as they could be. But Hibs will with a huge degree of justification say well it's effectively still a pre-season friendly that's why the you know the the Betfred Cups are being used for as, as pre-season matches um, and so I wonder if this game might just come a little early in their competitive season for them to be I think Rangers have the advantage of a, a more competitive edge at this stage as well as of course being at Ibrooks. Um I'm intrigued just to see how Hibs how Hibs do this season because I think that in Hecking Bottom they've got a, a, a really really good coach and um, and I think that they, they they did well to get them. Of course, Rangers only beat them in that final meeting of the season last last year. Um, a bit like Kilmarnock last last week that they, they dropped too many points against Hibs last season. I think uh, three draws in that right. that victory. Aye, aye. So, but Gerard said that they can't afford to drop points at this stage of the season they want to go into that old firm game with nine points out of nine don't they yeah, in the first yeah, of think, September I think that they would you know if they're, uh, and I've maintained this if Rangers want to put down a title challenge I think they have to be ahead of Celtic at the first quarter you know the quarter post of the, 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 the season um, you know and put a bit of pressure on Celtic um, and ask a question of how Celtic respond to that because they've not really had huge yeah, well, they've had no great pressure from Rangers in the uh, in the last uh, few years. Um, it's mostly been Hearts at the start of last season, I know, and Aberdeen and what have you. But um, yeah, but it's been a long time since Rangers asked a legitimate question of Celtic in a title race. Um, Celtic's still probably got the answers for it, but um, it'll be interesting for 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 the. Um, for the excitement levels of the Scottish game, just to see how that uh, that competition, if you like, plays out. If Rangers can, you know, take that early stranglehold on the uh, on 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 the league. Well, one interesting one in that matter will be the loss of Kieran Tierney across at Celtic. Um, Shea Ojo must be licking his lips at the prospect of taking on Bole, Bolingoli, and Bombo after his first couple of performances for Celtic. Surely that will be an area that uh, Rangers will be looking to exploit, unless, of course, Neil Lennon manages to bring in another left back. Again, it's a bit of a phony war just now as well, isn't it? I mean, um, I don't think Neil, will, uh, you know, will let a, a lot of the, the the transfer money Celtic have received for Kieran Tierney um, stay in the uh, in the club's um, uh, coffers for too long. I think there was a statement of intent from Celtic as well, and their refusal to um, even. Uh, you know, deal with any potential bids for Callum McGregor, um, who's you know is one of the best players in, the, in our team, one of the most creative uh, talents in their team as well. So, um, so yeah, um, Celtic are still the team to beat, and uh, managers live and fall by their recruitment, of course. And if uh, and if they get their recruitment right over the next couple of weeks, I know Celtic fans haven't been impressed with the the, the, the new left back so far, but still got a lot of strength and depth in a lot of areas of the pitch, Celtic. Yeah, Gerard said they'll be will be mixing things up again for Hibs this weekend. They'll be making changes, so you can expect a few. Maybe Ojo back in. Jones dropping out again as it is resting um, players ahead of next next Thursday. Uh, would you, you expect to see Stephen see, Davis I don't, I don't, back I, I, in? I, I, but see, I don't think it's a case of resting players. I horses for courses, maybe. Horses for courses. I think it's more a case of just um, 
um, you know, spreading the work around his uh, around his squad. I think he knows that he's got players that he can uh, he knows the players that he can trust and that he can rely on, um, and he will turn to them and expect it to be seamless. I appreciate that it's a, a you know particularly if you reach the group stage of European competitions for um, the old firm clubs, it can be a, a long uh, and tiring and draining season physically as well as mentally. So I um, I understand why you know Gerard is you know makes the changes that he does, but you sometimes wonder if a team isn't best finding its rhythm with its with its best eleven and 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 just going with that with that group to build up ahead of steam. But I think that Gerard now feels he's in a position with his squad where he doesn't so much have a best eleven as maybe a best sixteen, seventeen or eighteen. And so, for example, last night he can take Stephen Davis out. And he can put Glenn Kamara in, you know. He can take, uh, you know, uh, Morelos started and uh, uh, against Kilmarnock, I know. But you know what I mean. He can take the four out. He can put Morelos in. You know, he can take Ojo out. He can put Jordan Jones in. So I think he's got a group of players that he can trust, and that the there will be no great, um, uh, you know damage to the foundations of their team if he makes two or three changes in, in, in every game. Just, just finish off, Gary, we need to wrap this one up, but there's, that's nine signings in the door this summer. Who stood out the most for you in the early part of the campaign? Who looks the best? For me, um, the kid Aribo, yeah. um, all day long, um, I think he's got that wee dynamic edge. I think that Rangers, like Celtic with Moussa Dembele, have used that cross-border rule to their um, to their to their to their effect. Um and I think that if Aribo continues to show this form, he does have the potential because I think he would have attracted many admiring I know he was attracting a lot of admiring glances from premiership clubs already when he was at Charlton. So I think that if he can um, continue his development at Rangers over the next season or two, then I think Rangers are looking at a, a, a guy in their team who has the potential to be worth every bit as much as, 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 as Kieran Tierney, given that he's already got a pedigree, particularly in and around the, the London area with Charlton. So I think that Rangers have, have won a watch with Joe Aribo if he can continue to develop at the you know, the, the, the way that he's that he's that he has in the last couple of years. My word now, that's a reverse of the English market. If ever I, I only hope Lee Boyer is they listening to this <laughs> podcast. He'll, he'll just have combusted. <laughs> Gary, thanks very much for joining us. That's all for now. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at record underscore sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers, so don't forget to subscribe on ACAST and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can rate us on there too. Thank you very much for listening. Of desire.